How many times have you been involved in that conversation with the person who they just keep talking over you? It doesn't matter what their point is or what your point is. Every time you have another question or a commentary about what they just said, or you have a counterpoint that you believe is powerful or at least worth hearing, the only reply they have is to pound you with the same thing they've been saying, only now they're going to say it a little louder. Now they're going to say it a little faster. It's not really a discussion. It's not really a sane conversation. It's just being beat over the head by that person. Let me tell you, there are a lot of leaders who feel like their position as leader requires them so vehemently to maintain their position that the only way to have a conversation with them is to let them have their bully puppet until they're done. That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And I've been on both sides of that. There was a season in my life that I felt so strongly about my beliefs and about what I held that if you didn't agree with me like right away, then I would dive into the conversation with both feet like, like a fat man jumping on barbecue sauce. Yeah, I'm a fat man who jumps on barbecue sauce. But diving into a conversation with that kind of zeal and passion that says, I'm not going to let you up until you agree with me. I'm not going to stop talking until you at least nod in confirmation that you've heard every word that I said. And at least by implication imply that you believe what I'm telling you and you agree with what I have to say. I've been on both sides of that conversation. I've also been the recipient of those kinds of conversations where it doesn't matter what I think or say or have read or how qualified I am in the conversation until I agree with the person who's speaking, I don't get to talk. Until at some point I actually say the words, you're right. Then whatever I have to say is just smack down over and over again like trying to play catch with a cat. It's not going to happen. I also know, though, that there's something in the conversation that enriches both sides when it's genuinely a conversation. When it's genuinely a conversation, they make points and you make points and you express ideas and views and experiences and wisdom and they, the other person in the conversation or the other persons in the conversation also express views and ideas and opinions and thoughts and experience and education and wisdom. And the purpose of the conversation is to get to know better what the other person believes and thinks and why. And when we have these conversations that are one-sided bully pulpits, where the only way that the leader can get their point across is to pound it into people's heads that their position is the right position because they're the leader, we aren't really having a conversation. We're having a lecture. Now, it's really easy as a parent to kind of fall into that mode because, well, you know that as a parent, you have more experience and more knowledge and more wisdom, and you've experienced the thing that you're actually having the conversation about most of the time. Now, there are also times as a parent, especially as a parent of adult children, that you have to step back and go, I don't want to have to tell you I told you so. But I'm going to throw my ideas and my experiences out there, and then I'm going to let you do with them what you want to, even if that means you're going to take my ideas throw them in the waste can, 
and live through the experience again the same foolish way that I did. There's a phrase for that. It's called letting them consequence. Now, as an, a parent of adult children, letting them consequence is probably the most powerful teacher there is. But you still have to make the decision as a parent of adult children or a parent of teens, will the consequences be so harsh that I'm unwilling to let my loved ones experience those consequences, and so I'm going to vehemently hold on to my ideas and express them in their fullest with the best supporting evidence that I can in hopes of convincing them not to experience the same things I experienced, to not make the same mistakes I made, to not suffer the same consequences I have already suffered, paid the price I've already paid. Now that's a little bit of a different conundrum as a leader and communicator than is simply trying to sell your ideas on a new business plan, a new proposal, or a new way of doing things. Politics and religion both have been for centuries heated conversations. And when I say conversations, I use that term kind of loosely because generally they're not conversations. In the world of politics and religion, usually what we find is an argument, uh, one person taking a bully pulpit because they have the presumed authority as the leader in that relationship, and they simply want to pound you with their ideas until you either succumb to their ideas or at least feign your fealty. At some point, you back off and go, you know what, I don't want to argue about it anymore. Or, you know what, you're right. And even though you don't believe that in your heart, and in your head you cannot reconcile how your thoughts and their thoughts could even come together at any point, you still feel like it's better to walk away from the conversation than to stay in it and hope to change their mind, because that's not going to happen. I remember reading a book, it's over there in the, on the shelf of some of my old classics. Uh, it's a series of, of writings from 1848. And in the opening of the book, the author, F.W. Robertson, says, Imagine that we stood at the foot of the Eiffel Tower. Four men, or women, standing at the foot of the Eiffel Tower, looking to the pinnacle of the Eiffel Tower. And from the foot at which we stand, we say, This is the foundation of that tower. Well, each of us could argue the same point, that this, not that, but this is the foundation of that tower. And each of us would be right. See, the point that F.W. Robinson was making was that the tower of the Eiffel Tower, which is not by any stretch the largest structure on earth, not even close, but the tower itself demands a broad foundation. And if you were to look at that foundation by its feet alone, those feet seem vastly separate. They seem far away from each other. They seem like there's no place at which these two four feet will come together as one. And yet when you stand at the foot of the Eiffel Tower and you look up to the top of the Eiffel Tower, you realize that all four of these feet, as drastically separated as they are, come together in one pinnacle. One pinnacle whose height could not be reached were it not for the separation between the existing feet. Now, see, as leaders, we've got to be able to acknowledge that in conversation. We've got to be able to acknowledge that in our ideologies and our worldviews. That if it weren't for the separation between my ideas and your ideas, they would be so much the same that there would be no pinnacle upon which truth could rest. No, it would pretty much all be exactly the same. And while there might be unison, 
there would be no harmony. Unison and harmony, they're not the same thing. In fact, unison and harmony imply that we may be singing at the same place in the same song at the same time, and yet we're not singing the same note. In fact, it sounds completely different. And in the case of a round or something of that nature, there might even be different words, different lyrics, different rhythm. We may be on the melody line or the harmony line and find that we have an entirely different song, or so it would seem, but the two together at time, in the perfect time, create a beautiful song that never existed before. There are a lot of great songs that are written where the lines of the song in any given stanza are not the same note. They're not the same words. They're not the same rhythm or pace. And that's an artwork. I believe in conversation as leaders, we've got to be willing to say, we may not be singing in unison. We may be singing in harmony. We may be singing different lyrics at the moment, but we're eventually singing the same song. We're willing to say that we're standing at the foot of the Eiffel Tower, and this foot and that foot are not the same foot, but together, together they make the pinnacle of this truth possible. As leaders, if we're not willing to back off for a moment and say, I want to hear everything you have to say. I believe it's the reason Simon Sinek says when you walk into the room as a leader, it's best not to start with your expression up front, but to walk in and first listen. Let everyone express their ideas and share their opinions and share their experiences, their knowledge, their wisdom, and their education. Because otherwise, there's a tendency simply to believe, to agree, to consider, maybe even to comply or compromise with the ideas of the leader at the complete abandon of your own. When a leader is willing to say, I want to hear first everything that you've thought and, and what you believe and what you see that I haven't yet seen. Now, there's a good chance, if you're all working on the same page together, that the end of that song sounds very much the same. That the point, the title, the entire project come together at the end. But there's also a chance that how we get there, the strategies, the persons, the budget, the timeline, maybe they need to be modified a little bit from what your original idea was, or even the idea that you hold right now. If the only way that you as a leader can hold the conversation is by bully pulpit, by forcing everyone else to listen until they agree, to silence them until they agree, then you really need to reconsider your ideas and your point of view. If the only point of view you can support is your own, if you couldn't stand walking from the foot that you stand at now at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower to stand at another foot and look up and go, you know what, you're right. Even from here, it looks very similar. Even from here, I can see the pinnacle. To walk to all four feet and say, while every one of these are different positions, different ideas, different foundational points, they all come to the same conclusion eventually. There's a lot of truth in that in many areas of life. But if you as a leader are unwilling to say, I can walk to your point of view, I can see myself moving from here to there to consider your ideas. If you can't do that, then you need to consider and reconsider the validity of your own ideas. If your ideas only stand up under a bully pulpit, only, only under the pounding of your ideas again and again, then your ideas, your ideas are what needs to be called into question. I challenge you as leaders to take that moment and ask yourself, will my ideas stand up if I hand them off to somebody else? 
Do the ideas that I hold, the viewpoints that I hold, if I were to hand them off to somebody else to express, would they still be as easily expressed? Is it only because I'm the leader that I can pound those ideas in until everyone agrees with them? If I were to hand over my viewpoint to somebody else to express it, could they carry the ball with it? Will the ideas themselves carry the ball? Or will they be shot down because it's not my authority bringing it forward? That's a powerful question to be asking. And if your ideas won't stand on their own without your bully pulpit behind them, without your authority behind them, then your ideas are in trouble. It's going to be really hard to get buy-in. And if you find that the only way you can get your ideas to be heard, the only way you can carry the conversation is to bring the bully pulpit of your leadership authority, then you need to reconsider your ideas and your conversation. And that's my challenge to you. Take the time to reconsider your viewpoints. Can you hand them off? Will they still walk? Can you walk to somebody else's point of view and still express yours and allow them to as well? And if not, start over. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.